What's poppin' people? Welcome back to yet another episode of the Authentically Iconic Podcast with your host, back at it again. Um, today, we're going to be talking about several topics in one, but the main topic, like what I'm going to name this episode, is why the American dream is essentially dead. Um, and I'll obviously get into why I feel that way. And um, I guess like the definition of the American dream and what it used to be and what it is now. Of course, this is coming from an individual um, with an immigrant background. So I am first generation in America. And yeah, just for context, um, this is officially episode 58 to be exact. I don't want to misquote, so let me go ahead and confirm because I got to confirm every time, y'all. Um, yes, this is episode 58, and I want to get into, you know, what the concrete definition, like I guess book definition of the American dream is and used to be. Um, basically, it's kind of like the ideals of America, like what it's like looked at. It's changed over the disc, like the course of history, of course, and that's like what we're going to talk about today. Um, but, you know, it just it's the promise, I guess, that if you come to this country, you secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and prosperity. So um, when I want to say, I think like the biggest thing I, I remember like asking my uh, my parents as a child was you know, why they chose to move to America, because obviously, like, that's, like, a huge um, choice that, like, you don't make overnight, obviously, um, and a lot of folks do it, so, you know, this is literally a country that we're speaking about that is made of immigrants, um, that's literally why America is America, and although that often gets forgotten and, like, not really, like, spoken about, um, it's something that is very, very true to this day. Um, and again, when, and you know, there's still, it's, it's harder than ever, in my opinion, to even try to come to America. Like you genuinely, you know, there's a lot, a lot that you have to do to come over here. Um, but when it comes to like back, I guess when I, when we, me and my family came to America, we, you know, my dad came to America late nineties, um, early two thousands. And then, you know, we moved to America like early two thousands and then kind of started to build our life from that moment and on, which is kind of crazy to even think about. But again, when I asked my dad one day specifically, because he's the one that kind of made the move before we all made the move, um, I asked him because, again, my country currently, I'm from Venezuela, and our country is not necessarily in the best state. Like, if you and it's been like that for several, several, several years. Like I literally lost count of how long it's been and how bad it's been. Um, it's been bad since probably like 2014. I don't even know. But again, it's extremely, it's extremely unlivable again at this point. Like you really can't. Like people are fleeing uh, left and right, and it, that's the, the case for a lot of countries across the world. Like, and I think sometimes. 
you know, there's some privilege in being American or like living in America because you don't necessarily like think about that because you don't really have to. Um, you know, the resources are always here, like, you know, recently, uh, which is very, very interesting. And I'm just like looking at it from my lens, it's like really shocking and crazy to think about because, you know, in my country, there's been scarcity when it comes to like just regular day-to-day items, like whether it's a toothbrush, um, shampoo, conditioner, like, you know what I'm saying? Toilet paper, like, like there's been shortages on stuff like that, that is just a necessity. And it's like, we've seen this in the past, since the, the pandemic started, especially when it hit. Um, I remember, you know, everyone was in shambles on the internet about how stuff is like, oh my God, there isn't like toilet paper, there isn't this, there isn't that, or there was just scarcity on items because of the demand. Um, But that's something that's new to America, if you really think about it. That's not something that America has ever had to like deal with per se. Um, You know what I'm saying? In In my, how many years? Hold on, let me do the math. Let me do the math. In the 20 years that I've lived in this country, I have, I can honestly firmly say that I have never experienced the light or electricity go off for more than like 10 minutes. And when we do have blackouts, everyone's kind of in shambles again, because that's not something that happens a lot in America at all. Um, There's always running water, (laughs) the water... (laughs) Water is always, you know what I'm saying, cold or hot or medium hot, however you want it. Um, And again, that's not really an issue that we like deal with at all. So there's that. And then you think about just the simple fact that like people, you know, freak out about that in general. But, you know, also additionally, you, you, you have to think about how this is new to America. Like this hasn't really ever took place. I mean, I wasn't alive for the Great Depression, so I don't know what happened during that time. But um, what I'm trying to refer to without like going on different tangents as much as possible is that, you know, we've been experiencing like, I know there was the baby formula shortage, which is still a shortage at this time. Um, And, you know, we're having parents struggling and having to go to different places to like, you know, try to find formula and all of that. So it's very, um, it's very concerning to say the least that that's like happening. But then that brings me back to like my main point of like the American dream is really like dying. Like it's not, it's not something that is really like present, you know what I'm saying? Like, and at the end of the day, like we we still live in America and there's still a lot of privileges that we're having, but the American dream used to be was built on the concept and the foundation that people could come to this country and not only change their lives, but change their families' lives and change like their kids' lives and their futures. Because obviously if you're migrating from a country that doesn't necessarily have the best circumstances, living circumstances and just opportunity circumstance you know, how successful is your kid really going to be? So there's just a lot of things that, you know, have to be looked at in that sense, because you think about it like nowadays, like, 
when it comes to people in my generation and like, you know, millennial Gen Z generations, like we don't really think about um, necessarily owning homes. Like I really, I've, the amount of people that I've spoken to is kind of like, we have definitely cling to the idea of renting because it's like, bro, like that's, you know what I'm saying? That, that is in, in itself is already like expensive, you know? And don't even get me started with like rent on the East coast um, versus the West coast, because the West coast is wild. Like when it comes to, um, rent prices, but y'all do not understand how crazy the East coast is. They're over here requesting people make 30 times the rent, 20 times the rent. Like the shit is different and it's even more crazy. So you think about just like the access to regular ass, like survival and life has already gotten up by, a lot, a lot, a lot. Like it's crazy. The fact that in California, again, I've lived in California 20 years and in my 20 years of living here, there has never been a, you know, issue with like, I mean, gas is always up there. I'm not going to cap like, because you have to understand like California is a state that relies on cars. Like we don't rely on public transportation, like other places, you know? So um, for the most part, everybody has a vehicle here and gas is like a real life necessity that you have to really think about every single day. You know what I'm saying? So when we think about that, like that in itself is like crazy to think about because it's already pushing like $7 in certain areas in California. We understand like, you know, when you're looking at like Calabasas and all these like areas in, in LA County that are like you know, predominantly used by, um, you know, celebrities and just folks of high influence with a lot of money. Um, that's another reason why the cost of living is so crazy, but the cost of living is crazy regardless. Like I'm, I don't think there's one person that isn't, you know, unless you're a billionaire or some shit, like <laughs> you don't, you not worry about shit, but, um, the average American, like, you know what I'm saying? Even the uh, person, an American that's making $80,000 a year is still like low key check to check because, you know, that doesn't factor out. You have to understand that there's bills, there's all these other things that influence the cost of living. And then additionally, you know, just like the food itself, there's inflation that we're seeing across the board. Like, come on, y'all. The American dream did not start like this at all, okay? Like, there used to be more access, like, because there's no way, and I and I mean no way. Like, I used to, um, I asked my parents, again, how much rent, because now I'm, I'm a grown-ass adult and I pay rent, and I was at wondering genuinely, like, how much they paid in the, in the early 2000s, and my parents, both of my parents, like, they're telling me like $800, like 700 to $800, like the, a one, like a two bedroom apartment, you could get a two bedroom apartment in 2002, 2003 for like $800. Or you could like rent a house, like a duplex or some shit, like easily like 1,200, like, you know what I'm saying? Like a house. So it's just the, the cost of living has gone up in severely. And I don't, I don't think it's only in California in New York. I, again, I've never been to like Texas or anything or like Atlanta. I know Atlanta has a low co um, cost of living is very low over there. Um, and I know lately as, because the cost of living went up so much in like places like New York and California, 
um, you know, a lot of people are moving to other states in, in the United States um, just off the strength that they're going to be able to pay less or whatever. But again, it's just it's just financially a lot for everybody, I believe. And again, the concept of the American dream, I believe, died a long time ago. Um, I think it's more so now like, OK, whoever's here, you know, you definitely have an opportunity. I don't think I think some people got to fight more to get opportunity, but I won't get into that because that's like racism and, and white supremacy and all that. And I could do a separate podcast on that alone. Um, but yeah, and I also, um, let me take the time to also, uh, talk about this shit too, because, um, I've been meaning to talk about this and I actually talked about it recently, um, on my TikTok, follow me on TikTok, y'all, please. I love it there. And, um, yeah, I'm always creating content. So tap in and it's the same ad name as everything else, but I, I posted on TikTok the other day, like just because the the issue of homelessness, again, cost of living, American dream, all these different things, they're all pertaining to the same shit. So um, I had posted a video about uh, social services and like everything that the social services field has been seeing because I work within the social services fields and everything that we've been seeing throughout like this pandemic and like just how crazy things have gotten. Like we have kind of been the warriors through <laughs> through this entire pandemic because not only are we frontline, just like nurses and you know what I'm saying, doctors and all that, like, um, but social workers are out here putting in work. Like there is endless amount of social work out there. And I think the biggest thing that I've learned through having this job or just working in this field is that like the amount of social problems that we have is like beyond insane. And you can't, you cannot, like, I feel like when I was in college, I was very much like, oh my God, like social justice, like this needs to change tomorrow. Like we need to do this. And I'm still very passionate about social justice, but I've had to learn. Um, I've had to learn that when it comes to like
the world's problems, like that is always going to be there. And I feel like it is very, it's very cliche to say, but it's very like honest. Um, you know, you can only change the world by being a good person. And I firmly, firmly believe that. And I do believe that that's a thing. Like you do have to, you have to firmly, firmly understand that you can only do so much as one person. And I think that's exactly why, like I made the video to raise awareness around fentanyl and like homelessness, because, you know, there's been a a huge spike throughout the pandemic and even to present, you know, like the homelessness spike has been crazy. You know, people have lost employment. People um, have been addicted to drugs. And because drugs right now is like, they're crazy. Like drugs are a level of, of insanity out there. Like it's sad because the, there's a drug issue just as much as there's, you know, a homelessness issue. And then you know, all the other social issues, like there's so much when it comes to that. And then, but homelessness and and drug use go hand in hand. So it's like really crazy to like, I don't know. It's just really crazy to see that every single day. And that's exactly why, like, I also started to say like, you know, I, I, if I have the opportunity to speak to somebody, whoever's listening to this, <laughs> or just in general, like if anybody, like, and that's what I'm going to do from this day moving on, because I'm just like, so if I would have known this like early on, and I think like, even with the passion that I had towards it, like maybe I would have done, so. I don't know if I would have done something differently. That's why like, I respect it. Like I'm like, regardless, like you know, everything in your life path happens how it needs to happen. And I definitely don't regret like my area of study or anything, but I just want people to know the clear reality behind social work and like social work in itself is like, okay, you could do like, uh, and I'm talking about career wise, right? Like you could be a, a social like justice professor, you could be a sociology professor, you know, speaking about that real shit and just like the systems and all these other different things, which is great. But when it comes to social work, you're either, you have, if you have a master's, you have way more access, right? To what areas of social work doesn't mean it's about to be less stressful. Um, Let me say that does not mean it's going to be less stressful. If anything, it's going to be more stressful because you have access to a higher level of like clientele, like, or it's like, you're just dealing with folks that are dealing with even more difficult, um, life situations that you as a, as a licensed social worker should be able to figure out and navigate through the social work and social service like system. So it's not easier. Um, however, you, you do get paid on a higher, a higher level. Um, and I mean, I'm, I don't know how much of that is true. I think it is, it is true to a certain extent, but because for some jobs, like it's literally a requirement, like you need to have a master's degree for a certain job. Um, but like when it comes to social work in general, like you know, depending on what company you work for and stuff like that, like it's very difficult to get paid, like just livable wages, because what happens with a lot of these organizations, maybe they do want to pay people. My theory is that they don't because that's just 
the theory I want to have because America's trash and, you know, we see what people do every day (laughs) for when it comes to money. But besides that, I just feel like people don't understand like the importance behind the fact that like your mental health matters too, you know, like I feel bad for a lot of social workers because I'm just like, bro, like y'all don't, the the general population does not understand like how severe, um, you know, these issues are. Like there's basically, I would call it a drug plague because to be honest, like fentanyl is being described as um, synthetic heroin, which synthetic heroin, like, first of all, that just, you think about heroin and you think about how like, crazy heroin is as far as like drug level right and then you think about you think about also just the way that this isn't even being broadcasted or talked about because fentanyl has been killing like just as much as people that um with covid like I don't I don't want to sit here and say that there hasn't been coverage on fentanyl but there hasn't been suffice cover on fentanyl because again like fentanyl is something that is like a damn near a plague. Like it's been killing people left and right and it's to the point to where like when and I work with some law enforcement and they've told us like you know the risk of cuz basically it started rising in 2020. So that's like what I remember. Um, but you know, since then y'all, it's still been going strong. Like it's just because, you know, it's not really being talked about. doesn't mean that it's not happening. So I've, I've definitely been seeing a lot of, of fentanyl related cases and just fentanyl like related, um, deaths and overdoses. Like these are real life things. And, you know, obviously folks that are, are experiencing homelessness are like in that field and, you know, like there's just so many different things like that are being affected, but it's not, they're not shedding light on it. And also like, again, back to the organizations, like, you know, they don't necessarily, they have, they don't, I don't, I don't know if they have the money, but what I'm saying is they, uh, they would rather underpay workers, um, even through the pandemic. Okay. Like they rather underpay, uh, workers and just like, basically exploit you <laughs> as much as possible, like make you work as as much as possible. And also I'm just saying, this is not only like one organization. This can be like any organization because some organizations are different um, than others. Um, but again, you have to understand nonprofit is nonprofit. So it's like, they, it's not like they're going to have a lot of money off rip. And then if they do, they're always, it's always going to go to the top people. It's always going to go to the people, the CEO and all these other people in charge is not necessarily going to go to you. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's the biggest thing. I don't know if that would help social services and social work. Like if they were able to like pay people more, but even then, like, I just, I swear I'd be, everybody would be asking me now a couple years from now, I would have been like, Oh yeah, like you should totally be a social worker and this, that, and the third and whatever. But now I'm more so like protect your peace and find something that you enjoy. That's going to make you money. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's really where it's at because this American dream shit and whatever, like it could look cool on paper, but at the end of the day, like the cost of living is not about to, you know what I'm saying? Pay up to what you need to be paid to be able to survive. Like 
And that, my friends, is just the reality of the time that we're living in. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's really what's going on um, in real time. But people need to be, you know, need to understand that at the end of the day, like, you have control over what you do. So um, that is the biggest thing. We are a result of our, we are a direct result and our life is a direct result of the work we're putting in the, you know, our hustle and our decisions and our actions, like all of those things combined, um, are what really influence your life and your life path and and where it's going, et cetera. So just, I want to end it here by saying that just remember you control your life's narrative. Um, and then also understanding that sometimes we have to go through these, these periods of like, Oh, like, I don't, I don't know where I'm going, what I'm doing. Who am I? What's happening in the world? Like, you know, you need those realizations to be able to make a, um, to make a difference and to move forward in your life in a positive manner. So yeah, thank you so much. Um, I hope you guys have a wonderful start to your week. I know today's, um, I'm filming this on Monday, but, um, I know today's Tuesday. I hope you guys have a wonderful rest of your week and yeah, I will see y'all in my next episode.